life, I mean truly happy. If I asked you to define what a truly happy life looks like, could you do it? I'm starting the conversation about what it means to be truly happy from within and why things that you think create your happiness from outside of yourself are actually not what creates a truly happy life. So grab your cup of tea, sit back and chat with me. I've missed you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happiness Workshop podcast, where we know that happiness is a workshop. Just like last week and how we used to start each show, I want to begin with three gratitudes. Why is this important? Because remembering to connect with your gratitudes each and every day is one simple way to start creating more happiness in your life. Connecting with your gratitudes is especially important during the holidays because this time of year can be so very hard for some people. Whether you're struggling with the loss of a person, relationship, a job, or anything else this holiday season, grounding into our gratitudes can be the life raft that we need to weather the storm. My three gratitudes for this week in no particular order are one, having electricity, heat, and hot water. I think that we all too often take those things for granted. Number two, having all my loves under one roof for a whole month. And number three, all of the amazing souls that have come into my life through my coaching business, Women Finding Clarity. And now you go. Take some time during the sponsor break to connect with your gratitudes from this past week. Big or small, we can all think of at least three. Are you in a committed relationship or marriage but feel disconnected from your partner? If so, I invite you to schedule a complimentary clarity breakthrough session where together we can assess where you are most struggling and see if we are a fit to do deeper work together. This 30 minute clarity breakthrough session is totally free and there is a scheduling link to my calendar in show notes so you can schedule a time that works for you. Schedule your clarity breakthrough session now to take that first step on your path toward reconnection. If you listened in last week, you know that my guest here in the workshop was Maria Milagros Vasquez. And if you didn't, you should definitely go back and listen to episode 69 because that was part one of this two-part episode. It was two parts because the conversation was amazing and we could have continued speaking for what felt like forever. But if you haven't already listened to part one, let me introduce you. Maria Milagros Vasquez is an award-winning speaker, award-nominated author, TEDx speaker, storyteller, empowerment life coach, and love activist. Whether sharing her life experiences and knowledge through impactful talks, workshops, leadership training, life coaching, or videos, Maria uses stories to bring encouragement 
education, and love to empower others to get out of their own way and break free from hindering thoughts or beliefs so they can live amazing lives and leave their unique and positive mark on the world. She is passionate about living with intention, creating spaces of love, joy, and fun, connecting with others, overall health and empowerment. She knows that no matter where you come from, what you've been through, or what you have done, a positive perspective, love, and personal responsibility can change every area of your life. She knows because it worked for her, and she's not an exception to the rule. I beg to differ. I think she's amazing. She is super sparkly. Welcome to the workshop again, Maria Milagros. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I know when you and I first started talking about you being a guest here in the workshop, one of the things you said that you wanted to discuss is your feeling that happiness is a choice. Hmm. So finding freedom in taking the responsibility of that. Yeah. Explain what you mean. What does that mean to you? What do you mean by that? Oh, so good. Thank you. Um, so when I was in that place of depression and I was constantly reliving the stories and the traumas of my childhood, separate from the fall, right? It was more like the abuse and that kind of stuff. And it was haunting me in my night and, you know, at night. And there was a period of time where it wasn't around and then it lurks its way back because isn't that what shadows do? So, yeah. So um, I was in therapy and I remember the first therapist that I went to, she started crying at my stories. And I'm like, you're not helpful next. And then I went to another therapist and that therapist, the second therapist, I'll never forget said, why are you choosing unhappiness? And I thought, who do you think you are? How dare you sit across from me and tell me that I'm choosing this? This is real. This, this stuff happened to me. And she said, yeah, it did. And happiness is a choice. And it, I wanted to punch her right? I was so mad that she said that to me that I wanted to punch her because I thought, you think I'm choosing this? And she sat back and she said, well, aren't you? And I remember then she was like, mm, time session. I'm like, oh. always, it's always time. Yes. <laughs> I remember sitting in my car and like jiggling the steering wheel. And I was so angry. Like, this is a dumb thing. I can't believe she said that to me and I'm driving home. I'm angry. I get home. I opened a notebook and I wrote at the top, happiness is a choice. And I put it in air quotes and then I put question marks and I just started brainstorming. Like, what does that even mean? Why would I choose this? And the more that I started brainstorming, I was like, oh, oh, I get what she's saying. Oh, yeah. It is a choice because yes, those things did happen and I can still choose how I'm living today. And yes, by facing it and dealing with it, I'm going to deal with the shadow work or the nightmares or the trauma, but I don't have to surrender 24 seven of my life to this, right? Like, oh, and the other part is the more that I chose happiness, the more that I was able to heal, right? A lot of people think that you have to go through the trudgery all the time. No, no, no. There has to be a balance. And the more that we choose joy and happiness, the more that that strengthens us to heal from the trauma and the pain. Oh, damn it all. She wasn't right. Happiness is a choice. And I remember I missed like two sessions because I was so mad. I would love to say that I unpacked that in one night. No, no, no. It was like three weeks. And then Mm -hmm. I finally went in for the session and I brought this notebook of madness. It looked like a beautiful mind. And I brought this notebook to her and I said, so yeah, you were right. And um, I can't stand you for being right. But what do I have to do now? 
Yeah. And I'm going to even back up one more. When I was going through a depression, I remember I was in my twenties and the first thing you do is go to your medical doctor, right? Because therapy wasn't really a thing in our family. And it's not really a thing that unless it's talked about often in certain communities, in certain cultures, it's not something you do. What happens well, and for, you know, not, I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but I'm not even sure how old you are, but I'm 47. And yeah. so when we were coming up, you didn't go to therapy, right? You didn't hear People about that. People who went to therapists or went to psychiatrists, you were crazy, yes. right? Yes. And so it's just a different acceptance now because it's Agreed. a different understanding yes. that it doesn't make you crazy. All that it does, I love therapy. <laughs> I love coaching because it makes me a better person. Yes. It makes me understand myself. It helps. It doesn't make me. It helps me to understand myself. It helps me to understand other people, why they do the things they do, where they're coming from, how that intersects with my own life, Yeah. how to handle when that intersects with my own life. Right. Yeah. So. No, you're so right. That vocabulary. We didn't even say things like mental health crisis. No way. We didn't say that kind of stuff. That vocabulary okay. didn't even exist 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was about 20 years ago. That I is- mean, you know, and this is a segue that we don't need to get off on this tangent, but it used to be someone committed suicide. Yes. They didn't commit suicide. Now we speak it differently in that someone died by suicide. Yes. Right. Yes. So we've really come a long way and I just have to give props where they're due. Yeah. That the acceptance of mental health as a part of medicine yes. is so important. And like, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Here now. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Carry on. Agreed. Because back then, no, this is beautiful. This is such a good like moment because back then, because therapy wasn't really an option, unless you were absolutely out of your mind, right. it was a pill. Right. So they would say, oh, you have, okay, here, take this antidepressant. You'll be fine. Right. What? And I and hope I'm you like, don't get pregnant on it because your baby's going to have 14 heads. Right. And yeah. then they run through the disclaimers, like they're doing the commercial at rapid speed, like they're doing a matchbox commercial <laughs> from when we were little. Right. Right. And then they're like, okay, here's an antidepressant. And I remember taking the antidepressant and about two weeks in, I'm like, this feels worse. So I went back and the doctor said, okay, here's a different antidepressant. What? And we did this three, four, five, I want to say it was like four or five times. And then after the last one, it got really bad where before I was just really, really sad and crying all the time and in this darkness and having these nightmares. And now I'm actually planning I'm actually thinking about how to plan dealing with this yes. in one, you know? And I'm like, it's getting worse because, and he's like, oh I, yeah, suicide ideation is, why would you give me this? Right. Right. And so, here's the thing. There's a time and a place, right? Yes. I love Eastern medicine, but there's still a time and a place for Western. Yes. Yes. And I admit very fully and openly that I do take an antidepressant. Yep. I did have postpartum depression when my second baby was born and I've not been able with multiple tries to wean myself off of it and live without it. Um, For me, I'm okay with it. Like it makes me a better person. It's made me a better mother. Doesn't mean it's right for everyone. And it doesn't make it a fix all. That's right. That's right. Listen, I completely agree because I think to myself, if someone needs more iron in their diet, 
Yeah. The fastest way to get iron in your diet to calibrate what's happening in your body is to take a supplement and right. then, you know, eat your red meat or whatever you have to do to increase your iron, but take that supplement to calibrate what's happening in your body. That can also be really helpful when it, when it comes to antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. If yeah. it is helping you to calibrate, please proceed, yeah. right? If it's not, question it because yeah. it's just not for you. Yes. Right? And so, you know, it, you may only need it to recalibrate that's right. and then you're done. Yes. And that's great. And I wish that that were me, but it's not. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I wasn't for a long time. I'm like, but I don't want to take this for the rest of my life, but I want to get off of it. Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm right back down in it again. Right. And at what yeah. point was it fair to my kids yeah. that mommy can't get off the couch, yeah. you know? And so whether it calibrates you, it recalibrates you, you're done. Or stabilizes you. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And this is why it's so important. Like we were saying to know yourself. Yes. Because if it works for you, honor that and keep doing that without judging yourself in comparison to other people. Right. So I remember when I went back the like fourth or fifth time, uh, the fourth time, I think he gave me another different one. And then when I took that one, that's when I really started getting really dark. Right. So I called to make another appointment. They said, okay, come in on this day, whatever. So I get there, he called out sick. And this was another, the universe dust align, right? Because the woman who was there was an LPN who was a holistic, she was more holistic than he was. And so when I came in, she's looking through my chart and she took the time to read through my chart, which was really delicious. And I thought she's in my life for a reason. And she said, well, this isn't your path. This isn't what's working for you. Let's try something different. So she told me, to go to the dollar store, this was her prescription written on a pad, go to the dollar store and buy a pack of post-it notes. On all the post-it notes, write, I am happy. And then post them all over your house, in your bathroom, in your car. And every time you see it, pause, touch it and read it out loud. And I thought, this is dumb. You know how many times I've said that to people <laughs> that give me brilliant advice? And I'm like, That's because you know everything. That's right. So you don't. Because right. I'm in my 20s and I think I know all the things, right? <laughs> So I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's also what I said my first day of anger management when she said, we're going to start by learning how to breathe. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Now breathing and breath work and meditation is a part of my everyday life, yeah. right? I don't know who I would be without it. So she tells me this. I said, to prove her wrong, I'm going to do it because I love proving people wrong. So I write all these stickies and I even do them in different colors because why not? I cover my house in these post-it notes, my car. I start doing this thing. She did a follow-up appointment for two weeks later. Two weeks later, I go back and she's like, has me fill out this little questionnaire with smiley faces, you know, on a scale of this to this, where's your face? And I did it as honestly as I could. She put the two together and showed me and they had all moved. Wow. In like to the degree of healthier, happier. And I'm like, damn it all, it worked. Mm -hmm. So these are called affirmations. That was the first time I ever heard that word. This was over 20 years ago. And when we changed the story of how we talk about ourselves, blah, blah, we changed. And I was like, oh, I'm in, I am in all the way. So then when I go to therapy, so now I start therapy because she said, you need therapy. You need to talk this through, you know, the medication isn't working for you. This is, and you don't shut up. So you might as well go sit somewhere. And talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's when I was going to therapy. And then this woman's telling me that happiness is a choice. And I'm like, what kind of create? Of course I want to be happy. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then I realized, oh no, it really is a choice. And I have to choose it again and again and again, even if I don't 
feel it because feelings are temporal and they're information. They're not meant to dictate the course of your life, right? Like I, I say this all the time as the best example. I love my daughter. I don't always like her. Yes. And conversely, she loves me, but she doesn't always like me. Love is a verb, like is a feeling, right? And so like our feelings can sometimes lie to us or they're based on old programs or old traumas or, you know, so it's like, I can't root my life in my feelings. So I have to keep saying this new story so that it changes the course of my life. And when I really started taking responsibility and I stopped blaming everyone, and I do mean everyone, and that can be really hard for people who have been through trauma. And I know because I've been there. When I stopped blaming the abusers and instead I said, yes, that happened. Yes, that is a fact. And I get to choose how I live today because they are not here in my house. They are not currently in this moment. I am in fact safe right now. What am I going to do with this moment right now? Because if I keep blaming them, I'm giving away all of my power. And then I started to realize I felt more free. It feels like an oxymoron. You find freedom in taking responsibility? Yes, because then no one else is responsible, which means you are free to choose, you are free to move, you are free to decide, you are free to show up the way that you really want to and deserve to. Oh, so much freedom in taking responsibility. And there's so much happiness because then I can say, if I mess something up really bad, like, ooh, that's a hot mess. And I did that. What can I learn from that hot mess? Yep. Or if it ends up being glorious, I'm like, I did that. What yes. can I learn what to repeat, right? And then it's mine. There's this beautiful freedom in the ownership because then no one else dictates my life, my day. It's mine. Preach. Yes. Right? yes. I'm sitting over here. I want to be like, yes, preach. Because <laughs> it's so true. And, you know, that's why it is the Happiness Workshop podcast because we don't just flip a switch and we're happy, right? It no. literally is a workshop. Yes. And like you said, I love how you said it's a verb, mm. not an adjective because it is in motion all the time. You yeah. are constantly recommitting. You're constantly making a choice to move toward it. You're constantly working to let go of something that's holding you down. That's a sandbag. Mm. Right. And the trauma is the sandbag and yeah. the, all of it. And yeah. so it's constantly a workshop in it's a work in progress. You're having yes. and yes. you're always moving towards that light. Yes. And it's a step-by-step, step, just yeah. like going all the way back to the beginning, 30 minutes a day to sit down and write your book. Yeah. You were done in six months. If someone said, okay, sit down and write your whole book right now, you would have just thrown your hands up and walked away. For sure. For happiness sure. Happiness is that way, right? You can't flip a switch and suddenly you're happy. Yeah. But if little by little, day by day, week by week, month by month, you take the steps to move yeah. toward the thing, yeah, you're more likely to reach the thing. Yes. And then when you're taking the steps day in, day out, it's like compound interests, right? Yes. It yes. just keeps compounding. And then you look back and you're like, whoa, I didn't realize in the day how much I've moved, but I've moved. Look yes. at, I've grown, I've evolved. That thing that used to trigger me doesn't trigger me anymore. Oh my, oh my gosh. Yes. Right? And I think about like my uncle's a mechanic and he has an actual workshop. And when you go in there, there are tools and yes. there are, machineries and things that are necessary to build something new 
And that's really what, when you say happiness workshop, I just so, I told you that. I love that that's what it's called because you're choosing to go into a space here within yourself, within your mind, within your heart, within your body, and to bring in with you tools wherever you can learn them from different places to build something new or to revamp or to boost or to create, right? Like yes. it really is about creation and evolution in a space that you are choosing to enter over and over and over again. Yeah. So yummy. And that's what I love about this space. That was my vision for this space mm. is a space that women can come and learn the tools yeah. and hear different perspectives and say, huh, I never thought of it that way. How does that relate to my life? Your story, right? I mean, women are going to listen to your story of perseverance, of overcoming and be like, okay, well, I didn't fall five stories onto the concrete. However, yeah. I had this trauma that felt like I fell five stories onto the concrete. Yes. How can I keep trying to stand up again yes. until someone hears me and, or how can I keep trying again until I find the thing that works? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I realized is when I was told that I wouldn't walk again and I believed it, I, I became that. And That's then right. when I heard the get up and I decided to become that, I started to believe I'm going to walk again, right? Even laying on the floor, and it looked like it was never going to happen. I really believed that. And then when we really believe it, not only do we become it, but the people around us will also buy in. They mm -hmm. buy into our stories. Like, what are you going to decide? Who are you going to be? And then what's that? You got to ride that story day in and day out. And when you feel it, ride it. And when you don't feel it, rehearse it anyways, right? You got to right. get into the rehearsal of it and say, okay, even though I'm not feeling it at this moment, what would someone who is happy do right now? She would put on some music. I had some earth, wind, and fire going, and I was dancing around the living room before we got on this podcast. I love right? it. It's like, what would I do? What would a person who is happy do right now? Go for a walk, call a friend, find a therapist, make an appointment, yeah. right? Call my doctor, figure out what I can do to help find stability and calibrate my body. Whatever it is, like, what is it that you can do to move the needle to get yourself closer to whatever? That story that you are trying to become. And yeah. if you rehearse it, rehearse it, rehearse it, you will start to believe it. And then your life will start to unravel in such a way that you're going to take action to become it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. I so remember powerful. I could talk to you all day long. Forever and always. So tell me your plans for the future. Okay. So as of right now, I'm writing uh, my second book. It's called Sparkly and Street. And it's really about ownership of all the parts of who you are right? Because I used to believe that you needed to be this thing and your niche or whatever it was, right? And then like hone in on that. And I'm like, but that's not me. I like sparkly skirts and high top sneakers and I'm going to do it all, right? And so letting ourselves really just own all of the parts of who we are, again, happiness, because now I'm not comparing myself to anybody else because I'm just like, yeah, I think that's adorable on you. I need my kicks and I need a cute sparkly something and I need my hoops, you know, yes. <laughs> and I'm going to talk to you about metaphysical stuff, quantum physics and spirituality, because I'm all of those things. I don't have to pretend to be less than what I am. Right. So yes. I'm working on my book, Sparkling and Street. I'm also going to be um, launching, not launching, but I have a virtual eight week program and it's called Milagros. And it's about women coming back home to themselves. 
Mm. Right. Like the, it's an eight week, like, let's get back home to ourselves. How do we do that? What are the tools? And it's really about me sharing the tools so that they can build something new. Right. Um, yeah. And then I am, um, oh, this is really magical. I have three jobs, right? Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you figure it out to support yourself and your family. And one of the jobs, even though I love the work, I do, I love the work. My spirit has been telling me for a while that it's time to let that go to make room for my business to grow. And so I did that. And it's my business is already because sometimes we have to let go of things to make room for what's coming. Yes. Right? And so that's already happening. So that feels really um, yummy and like fully stepping into more speaking and more workshops and trainings because I know I make a bigger impact in those spaces. And so I want, I want to do that. I want to be able to spread the seeds as much and as far and as wide as possible, because if I can do it, we all can, right? I, you don't have, like you said, you don't have to fall for five-story building. And yeah. so, yeah, let's go. And I, I can just be a testimony for you for just a moment. You have found your niche. You are maybe one of the most powerful speakers that I have ever seen in my whole life. And I want you to really take that in for just a moment. I didn't plan to say this, but the spirit just has overcome me in this moment. And what I felt sitting in that room, listening to you talk from the moment you stepped up in your sparkly skirt, and that made like such an impact, the way you walked back and forth and held the presence on that stage, the story you told, you took us up and down, up and down, up and down. You had us standing up like the super heroes that we are and proclaiming our affirmations and the whole thing. We walked out of that talk like we were powerful women who could do anything we wanted to do. And yeah, I don't know, like I'm covered in the chills right now. So you. you are just in, in line with your purpose right now doing the thing. Mm, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Just need a minute sometimes yeah. to really soak in the impact that you've made on other people, because it's so easy to get caught up in the work. It's so easy to get caught up in the planning. It's so easy to get caught up in all the things but you do need to stop every once in a while and sure. take a look back and say, wow, I have come this far. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And yes, yes. Because, yes. you know, when we're moving into new spaces, we know it, but we're still in our human design and our human form. We're like, can I get some confirmation? <laughs> and thank you for that confirmation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You deserve it. You should own it. You should wear it like a crown and be the queen that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on. Thank you. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's interesting because I don't always know the impact that I have because I do, I believe every word that I'm saying, right. I do. I live this. I am not someone who is like, no, you shouldn't smoke. And then in the background, I'm over here smoking, right? I'm right. I live what I'm saying. And when I'm in a room full with women, especially in a space like that, I can feel your power, right? And so then it becomes this kind of reciprocal exchange where 
I can feel your energy, your power, your capacity, and I need to be a mirror and like, look at yourselves, <laughs> you're yes. amazing, you know? And so I really do. And then I step off the stage and I'm like, I wonder if that made an impact because I know what I'm doing when I'm there, you know, right. because I, I don't know how to explain that, but yes. I know what you mean. Like you show up with your intention and did your intention surround the whole group. And I'm here to tell you your intention surrounded the whole group because we all, I didn't hear one person whose feedback was not, OMG, she was amazing. I felt so powerful. I was so uplifted. Where has she been all my life? Da, 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 da. Like everything was just like that. It was shock and awe. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. My work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> right. Okay. So before we sign off of this, even though it could be three more hours, um, <laughs> one happiness hot tip for everybody who's listening now or in the future. Oh, no pressure. I always go back to the same thing. Do the work to get back to loving yourself. All of your relationships, all of your choices, all of your impacts, all of your actions come from that place from either the disconnect of or the connection to. So it is so important that we get back to loving ourselves. You wanna be happy, get back to loving yourself first. And then watch how everything around you starts to change because all things begin and end with us. All things in our lives begin and end with how we're showing up and who we are. Yeah. Get back to loving yourself. You need therapy, you need coaching, you need Pascal, work it out, make it happen, invest in yourself, get back to loving yourself because it's going to change the trajectory of your life and your happiness mm. for sure. So yummy. So yummy. I love exactly what you said. And, you know, FYI, I did not tell her to say that, but my niche is I support married women who feel disconnected in their relationship mm. to rediscover or sometimes discover for the very first time who they are. So good. So they can build a foundation for connection. Yes. Because that's what it comes down to is rediscovering or discovering yourself. Because if you don't know who you are or you've forgotten who you are, or let's be honest, as we go through life, we evolve and yeah. we become. And so maybe who you are, who you were at the beginning of your marriage isn't who you are now. So and I say maybe, but it's probably. Yeah. So let's rebuild the foundation for what that looks like. Mm. And, and the goal so right. is, right? The goal is happiness. The goal is reconnection. But sometimes that means it's not going to work out. Yes. I am a different person. And now we yes. are totally different people because we didn't grow together. Right. So the hope fingers crossed is that you rebuild the foundation and it works out, Yeah. but maybe it doesn't. Right. And that's okay too. Yes. As long as you're standing yes. in your power and yes. you know who you are and what you're moving toward. Right. And the last thing that we would want is for another woman to settle. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. And really like everything that we want and every relationship that we think we need and every achievement that we think we need to check off is in the hopes that we will be happy in doing or having or collecting. Yeah. Right. And so 
maybe you can find that happiness minus all that stuff. And then all that stuff becomes a bonus, not a necessity for your happiness and joy. Yes. So I have an 80, 20 rule. I feel like 80% of our happiness comes from the 20% that we put into it, right? Yes. If you only put 20% in 80% of your life's happiness is still coming from that. That's right. And so why not do the work for the happiness? Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Mm. Yes. Powerful. Yes. So powerful. Yes. To all of it. Yes. Because it's intentional. It's like, I'm going to, I'm aware. I'm going to accept. I'm aware of what, where I'm at. I'm going to accept what's happening in my mind, in my body, in my heart, in my life. And then I'm going to make intentional decisions accordingly. And then I'm going to take action because damn it all. If I don't move the needle in my life, who will? And if I'm waiting around for other people to do it, I might be waiting until I die. That's right. So guess what? At the end of the day, everyone is on their own path. Like I'm on my path. My husband is on his path and we're lucky enough that our paths are still running parallel to one another. Yes. yes, But just like you said, like, if I'm not going to take ownership of my own happiness, who is, I can't make my husband be happy. I can't find his happiness for him. Yeah. I just have to allow him the space. That's right. And the compassion and the empathy and the support and the tools and the understanding. So he can find his happiness. Yes. So our paths can continue on, but they also cannot continue on if I'm not doing the same for myself. That's right. The compassion, the empathy, the tools. That's right. That's right. That's right. And what you're talking, I'm you're you're listing all of these things and I'm saying, oh, that's freedom and responsibility. Right. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's freedom and responsibility. I am giving you the freedom to be responsible for your whole life and to take on your happiness because it is not my job. And if it was, it is not sustainable. That is right. I remember sidebar, I met this guy and he's like, I want to make you happy. And I was like, yeah, we can call it right now. Check, please. Because it is not your job to make me happy. And if you think it is, we are not mentally compatible. That's right. Like the fact that those words fell out your mouth. Just give me my, my sweet potato fries to go, please. <laughs> right? like, because that's not your job. That's mine. Mm-hmm. And you want to hold not, space? Yeah. yeah it's not my job. Space. And also, you don't want to give that power away to no. someone else. No. Because then, you know, you know, and you've been in, or I have been in, and we've seen relationships where the expectation is that the other person always has to pull you up or pull you out. And you're in this constant space of needing when the power lives right here within you. And if you did that for yourself and your partner did that for themselves, imagine the magic that would happen when you came together. And imagine how beautiful it would be if you were vulnerable enough to say, I'm not there. And then this one had a capacity to help say, well, here's some things that worked for me, right? And hold space for each other, but without the dependency. Oh my gosh. Next magic. That is yummy. That is so yummy. So yummy. Yeah. Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love and adore you. This has been the most amazing conversation. You and I are just so like right there in sync with all of it. The second I met you the night before the conference, I was like, I don't know why, but I need to introduce myself to Maria (laughs) before this even starts. Like I was just drawn to you, like moth to a flame. 
Yeah. And I knew when I first met you too, I'm like, I said to my friend who was with me, I'm like, she has great energy. I'm going to, I'm going to know her outside of this event. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. So I uh, my friend, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all of your story and your wealth of knowledge and your perspective and honestly, just your authenticity. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for holding space. I can't thank you enough for that, for holding space for women to, in a real way. And that's another thing that I appreciate about you, Pascal. You're real. You're like, I'm not acting like everything's perfect. So I'm not acting like I have all the answers. Here's where I'm at. And I'm real and we can community and collaborate so that we can bring ourselves to the next level. Thank you for being that person. And thank you for holding that space. Seriously. I receive that and I appreciate that. So, so much. Yes, I'm taking so it much all love. in. Yeah, so much love coming at you, girl. girl. Mm. (laughs) Amazing. You have the best night and I cannot even wait to see what you're doing next. Mm. And I'm just so excited for what you have coming up next and for listening to more of your podcasts. Cause like I said, they were awesome. The ones that I've listened to have been so good. So thank you. I I didn't even ask you if anybody wants to, everyone's going to want to, (laughs) when people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, my website, www.mariamilagros.net, M-A-R-I-A-M-I-L-A-G-R-O-S.net, Maria Milagros. That's my first and middle name. I will put it in show notes. Thank you, darling. Anytime I need just a little boost, like an espresso shot of happiness, I'm calling you up. Do it. You have my number. You're I the best. It's something that I love to do. So yeah, do it. Amazing. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed part two of this beautiful, sparkly interview with Maria Milagros. My wish for each of you is that this holiday season, no matter which holiday you celebrate, that you are blessed with super sparkly happiness. As you go into your weekend, keep moving forward and always remember to go within. Good night.